Tanwipi, how you doing? Today at Ulumi, we'll be talking about the relocation of Inuit. Bear with me, I'm still learning in this. I'll try my best to verbalize everything I've been learning. Let's start. Beginning of 1950, they had this conversation at the parliament in Ottawa about the high Arctic. Everyone, all leaders that wanted to speak about this were welcome. But unfortunately, Inuit were not invited. No Inuit were there. After this big discussion, they decided in 1953 to move Inuit from Inuit in Quebec, Canada, to move them to the high Arctic. RCMPs went to Inujak and told Inuit that they need to go in the high Arctic They really made it as it, they really made it as if it's gonna be a really good experience. Nature, the environment will be good for them. They also told Inuit that they'll be back in two years. Nothing to worry, they'll be able to see their family again. Inuit didn't have much choices to go, but they were kind of like, positive about it in a way just because they kind of remembered that they'll be able to be back in two years 1953 Inuit left Inujak in a ship seven families through the travel they told Inuit that they'll be separated they stopped to close to Greasefjord. They wanted to go higher, but it was hard to go there. They went back to Greasefjord and they separated family and they separated families to go to Resolute Bay. Why those two places? They already had they already had camp base. Inuit were put a little bit further from the camp. When they arrived there, it was in the middle of nowhere. Inuit had nothing with them, most likely just a little parka that they give to them and a tent. Inuit had difficulties to adapt to the new weather, new environment. Inujak Nunavit had everything for them they didn't expect being that high up north it was really hard to come back to Inujak. the first year was really intense dark cold Inuit couldn't really find food as well no heat no way to be able to be really warm we use khuliq, it's a lamp that we use oil from the animal 
and we create fire with it. It was kind of impossible to do that due to the fact that it was really hard to find any animals. RCMPs also decided, no, also we added some laws, some rules, some policies saying that Inui cannot hunt that much animals. It made the hunting really harder. In 1955, the government decided to do another relocation from Inutra to the high Arctic, saying that it was positive for Inuit, but at the same time, we could see a report from the RCMP saying that Inuit wanted to go back to Inutra. Government said, if Inuit wants to go back to Inutra, they have to pay their flights, which for me makes no sense in a way of Inui were brought up there by force, didn't have much money. It was kind of impossible to go back to Inutra. Now we know that it was for economic purposes and Canada wanted to make sure that the North was a part of Canada. They needed to develop this area. Something happened with the U.S. They didn't want to, they didn't want the U.S. to use this part of the North. If you want to know more about the relocation of Inuit, we have some articles online, but we also have this documentary called Martha of the North. And we also have this other documentary about the relocation. It's called Broken Promises. And in this documentary, you can hear Inuit saying that they feel like they were like dog in leash. In a way of like... The government will say it's going to be better up north, but Inuit were really followed, really looked down with rules, policies. Désolé, on a lavage. Inuit were looked down. <laughs> In this documentary, you can even hear Inuit saying that they felt they were like dogs in leash just because they were told 
that they'll be able to have a good life up north, but quickly realize that it wasn't the case because of the laws, rules, and how Inuit were looked down. I'm really thankful to be able to share that with you. I think it's something really important because it has impact on us even today. In this time, it was really hard for Inuit to be positive. Some of them were really depressed and it was really hard for Inuit to show their culture, to teach to other generations. And it does affect us today. And I think it's a beautiful way to heal, to share properly our history and what happened to Inuit. Kriyanami for listening. And I really hope that we can include Inuit more in decisions. We know our land the most. Yes. Kriyanami. Thank you so much. Bye.